Welcome to On the Bench. I am your host for this episode, Brendan Sinone, uh, fueled by more caffeine than usual. So I'm trying to keep it together, Zach. I don't think I'm doing a good job of it uh, pre-meeting. And now that the podcast has started, it doesn't seem like it's going very well. Yeah, let's just get into it so you don't burn out. You know, that's a good idea. Uh, Before we get into a uh, variety of recruiting topics today, I want to give a shout out to our two sponsors, starting off with Chattanooga Whiskey. They are absolutely crushing it in the game of craft whiskeys. Their bourbon, both their entry level and their cast strength 111 are top notch. The 111, 100, that's 111 proof. That's why we call it that. 111 is a nice hefty number of, of proofage there, Zachary. And it is robust. It is rich. It is sweet caramel notes and um, just delicious and at a really good price as well. Their rye to me is, uh, I'm not a huge rye fan and I, I really enjoy their rye. It's a bourbon drinker's rye. So uh, they're doing all sorts of cool experimental stuff as well. Chattanooga Whiskey is a fantastic sponsor. We've been lucky to have them uh, and, and cannot uh, recommend them highly enough. Big fan of them even before they were a sponsor, and, and now they are. And, and, yeah, so please give it a try if you have it. We've had a lot of people go and, and try best in our recommendations. Thank you for taking my advice on, on whiskey. You know I'm experienced in that category, so we appreciate you guys giving it a try. And then also I want to give a shout-out to our sponsor for Buyers and Own segments, Zach. The, who is it? Turner Group. The Turner Group, of course. Becky and, and Col- I mean, uh, Amy and Colin Turner, shout out, throwback to previous episode. Uh, Colin and Amy Turner do a fantastic job in, in really like having a great grasp of the real estate market in multiple avenues. Like buying and selling, yes, is what they do. They understand what the renting market is like as well throughout the state of Florida. They're based in central Florida, but if anywhere in, in the state of Florida, if you're interested in entering the real estate market, Colin is the first person you should absolutely call. So uh, you can Google them at the Turner Group if you want to get started. Let them know we sent you. Just have the basic conversation and go from there. It's no pressure, no commitment or anything like that. Uh, Colin's been helpful for me uh, in in trying to just kind of get an idea of what the housing market looks like in Tallahassee. And and I feel pretty good about the the decisions I can and cannot make uh, moving forward. There's a lot of uh, a lot to be said with having that kind of that kind of power in in decision making. So. Those are our two sponsors. Much love to them. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, let's get going on this, Zach. Uh, we reported on Friday evening, dropped a little bombshell right right before the weekend to really just derail some people's weekend and the, the message board, uh, 24-7 sports, uh, and those 24-7s, uh, 24-7 sports board was, uh, it was something, huh? Yeah. Um, I was out in the villages at one of those <laughs> squares or whatever, um, hanging out with some family over the weekend, and you know, we felt it was necessary after learning of, you know, the we're talking about the Charles Lester. Um, oh, yeah. Should yeah. probably say what. What's yeah. The Charles Lester Colorado visit news. Um, we, you know, I or we had learned of it basically earlier on in the week. Um, we were, you know, working on how to um, put it out there. And we decided that we wanted to put it out Friday night for some reason. Um, no, but it, it, it was important to get it out. And I think we handled it pretty well. Um, not sure that, you know, our Knowles 24-7 subscribers did um, as far as, you know, handling it well. But some did. Some did. Yeah, I think, uh, I you know, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, the first thing I want to do is just kind of get into the details of the visit. And, and I want to bring you in and, and let you kind of take the lead on that. Okay. Yeah. So So what we know is, and this started with, there was a report last week, and again, I'm I, I'm blanking. I don't want to say the wrong publication. Uh, Recruiting just, news guru. 
Thank you, Zach. Uh, talked to Charles Lester and said, and he told them that he was going to take a surprise visit. He didn't say where, uh, he didn't say when, just said it would be a surprise visit. I think I kind of spilled the beans on this podcast that we anticipated a surprise visit being before his commitment date on July 28th, which is this upcoming Friday. Um, and I, I, you know, it is what it is. Uh, he, he is, and then we were able to report in more depth uh, later in the week as it was starting to kind of get out there a little bit and uh, the rumors start circulating and swirling around uh, that it would be Colorado. So I said, okay, let's get ahead of it. It's Colorado. It will be before he commits on July 28th. And he has his, his ceremony in Sarasota in the evening there. Uh, and so he'll be taking a trip to Colorado. It'll be a multi-day visit from what we understand. I don't think we reported the exact dates yet, Zach. Uh, I was still working on it. Uh, I can't remember if we have that confirmed or not yet. I mean, I have a pretty good idea. Please. It's Yeah, I mean, I think it's from Tuesday to Thursday. So the 25th through the 27th. Okay. And I believe he'll, you know, return back on the 27th before announcing a decision the next day on the 28th, Friday. So a, a multi-day visit, one full day, but he'll be there for a little bit. We believe he'll be there with at least one, maybe two teammates at Venice High School, which is where he's transferred, I believe. Um, yeah. I think one is the kid that's committed to Colorado, Zach Carl Lewis. He's a receiver, like slot receiver that's committed to Colorado at Venice High School. He just transferred in alongside Lester. They were both at, at different schools previously, but uh, but now they're teammates at Venice for their senior years. Okay. So uh, that is the development. It did not catch us necessarily by surprise, even when we had reported earlier last week that there was optimism on FSU's end, a cautious optimism. I think Colorado was the school that they're kind of looking over your shoulder at. Uh, What part of this is legitimate, like Colorado threatening here as we kind of went into the the back end of the month, expecting him to commit to Florida state on the 28th. That's where like every single crystal ball is right now. That that's the expectation we've FSU has been presumably leading in this recruitment, which it hasn't been a traditional one, um, but FSU has been leading for, six months, a year, like FSU has been the perceived favorite, Zach, but we've just recently, you know, kind of once Colorado with Deion Sanders became a a thing and he took an official visit there, kind of said, okay, that's a threat. And now once we had heard that, like that was the one school still lingering and you connect it with this potential visit, I I understand the trepidation from a lot of our Knowles 24-7 subscribers, the fan base at large. Yeah. What part of this, I guess, his legitimacy of like FSU being threatened and what part of it is this like Travis Hunter, like anxiety. I think that answer is yeah. somewhere in between. Right. And I think I'm going to throw this Byer Sinone at you, but Ooh, sponsored by the Turner group, um, Byer Sinone, how much, or do you think this visit is meant to build up suspense yes. leading up to his decision? Yeah. To an extent I do. Um, that would be a buy. Oh, <laughs> play the game right, Brendan. Um, yeah, yeah, I would buy that. I, I think there is some of that. Um, I think that's the intent for Charles without talking, without me talking to him directly. That That's kind of been my assumption. Um, but, but I can rationalize like that's the intent, right? But then yeah. the other part of that is there is a planned multi-day visit. Yeah. And for anyone like pushing back, I'm like, oh, it, it's still maybe the trip may not be happening. 
tickets are purchased, bags are packed. Like I, I may smoke cigars with Zach later tonight. I just bought the cigars. Like things can happen to where it doesn't happen, but like the plan is to take yeah, the visit. The plan like, isn't abated. The, the plan, yeah, the is, plan is not we we might take the visit. It's the plan is we're taking the visit. If something comes up, whatever. But like that is the plan. It's not amazing. And I think FSU would have would much rather not think like if you're no, in the driver's yeah. seat, you don't want the you don't want someone else uh, taking a a visit elsewhere to possibly change their mind. I think FSU is ultimately going to be okay with like and has to be okay with it, frankly, like with this happening and just trust that they've had a really long term relationship that they've sold Charles Lester really well and that they're able to withstand this this last final effort by Colorado to. I was going to say flip him. That's not accurate. He hasn't committed anywhere like yet, but like to, to go ahead and, and take the lead at the very bitter end. And I guess that's my point where I'm trying to get to Zach is that like to your buyer Sonone, it's like, I can buy that. This is the thing to, to create a little bit of hype and, and add some suspense to a recruitment that like, again, FSU has been leading more or less for a very long time, but you get up there for a few days and you're there with a teammate who's committed and you start saying like, I understand where the trepidation comes and I don't want to dismiss it. I still stand by like what we report on Fridays that we still feel good. It'll be FSU. Even if the visit happens, we still, I still feel good. I don't want to speak for you. I'd still feel like it would be FSU, but, but you go from it being a, a bunny layup under the basket to now all of a sudden you're having to, to take a meter inch jumper. Like it just, your percentages go from, from 95% to like to 60% or something like that. It just, it, I guess I'm putting percentages on it and I'm just throwing them off the top of my head. I'm just saying it goes from a guarantee just about to something that's a little bit more uncertain. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, if you're looking at any other recruitment um, for a kid that you know maybe hasn't been favoring Florida State for as long as Charles Lester, we'd look at this visit schedule leading up to his decision and be like, oh, he's definitely going to that other school. But this is a different circumstance um, because of just how much Lester likes Florida State and has favored FSU for – like you said, like the past half year, pretty much. Um, and his his family, like his aunt, is is really important in his life, and she likes FSU. Or she, yeah, I don't even know if she's an FSU fan. She she likes Mike Norvell, and she likes the staff. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I and I think that's what gives me the confidence to be like, okay, this kid's gonna go step foot on a campus. You know, the, the biggest competitor to FSU in this recruitment is Colorado, and and he's gonna go step foot on their campus for the next however many days come back and then make a decision the next day like that. That's a tough thing for any recruitment to be like, Oh yeah, he's going to go to a different school than the one he's, he's going to spend the most time at in the last week before his recruitment or before his recruitment's over or before he makes his decision. So yeah, I mean, I agree. I think I, I believe FSU um, is more cautious, cautiously optimistic now. Um, whereas you know, if he wasn't taking the Colorado visit, I think it'd be pretty much a slam dunk, you know, layup, however you want to call it. Bunny layup. Bunny layup. Um, I, I do think this, the last the last point I want to make, Zach, is I do think this signals, this isn't, this isn't based on intel, this is more just covering recruiting and, and having an idea of trends. Like, this does signal, I think whatever happens on Friday, it's not a done recruitment either, um, which... Yeah, well, you know, like that a five-star cornerback would still be like coveted, right? Yeah, um, and I and I to me like considering he's taking the Colorado visit now, like the chance that he goes and takes another one is 
way lessened um, throughout the rest of that recruitment. Because, like, you know, what else are you gonna? But, you know, learn? but does he yes. have? But does he have to now? Like, so let. So I he think doesn't have to. Yeah, he he knows. Well, I get what you're saying. Like, he knows enough about Colorado later on yeah. that, like, where, if he does, if he, yeah. if he commits to Florida State on Friday, and let's say Florida State struggles a little bit, wins eight or nine games, struggle being relative, but like doesn't live up to these lofty expectations of contending for for something of of significance, right? And let's say Colorado overachieves, wins five or six games, and Dion can say, hey, I'm turning this around. He doesn't have to go back to Colorado and like Dion could keep chipping away at it. So like I think yeah, that's that's, what makes- that's that's always a tough thing to not to not have the official visit in your pocket because they burned that in June. Like to me, like I wouldn't I wouldn't be super worried about it, but I, I could see the possibility like you're talking about. Yeah, that's more what I'm saying is the possibility. I I still I like within context, everything we're talking about is me uh, me having a belief that he will pick Florida state on the 28th and that he is that Florida state is the most likely school that he will sign with. Like that doesn't change. I think maybe the like yeah. the confidence of that changes a little bit, but like I, I need to reiterate that. Cause I think sometimes people hear us talking about scenarios or things changing up, like as either hedging or backtracking, it's more just like these are, there's new information in the equation and we're trying to take that into account as we try to predict something that is ultimately unpredictable which is recruiting and the decisions yeah. of human beings and nonetheless like 17 year olds. Understood. Let's jump in the script a little bit. Um, I'm assuming this, this is going to be released uh, at a timely um, you know, place. But fashion. Yeah. We're recording this Monday morning. It'll hopefully be up by Monday, uh, early afternoon on Monday. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. So nice. considering that um, Florida state, just added another player to their 2023 football team. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know you were planning to break it. Okay, cool. Let's talk about it. Like it, like yeah. it happened in, in the timing. That That's cool. Um, well, I assume this is going to come out after. So um, anyway, yeah. So Florida state has landed a commitment from Northwestern linebacker transfer, Justin Cryer. Um, he's a guy that uh, has, you know, been a, a guy that FSU is very familiar with because he was in the 2023 recruiting class and FSU recruited him out of high school. They were actually the first school to offer him a scholarship back in, um, wait, this isn't live, live, right? <laughs> no, it's not. Okay, good. I um, just want to make sure. Um, yeah, they were, they were the first school to offer him a scholarship, uh, out of high school. Um, and since then he's built a really good relationship with, Linebacker coach Randy Shannon, defensive coordinator Adam Fuller, and and head coach Mike Norvell. Well, he ended up signing with Northwestern after only taking one official visit during the recruiting process. And, you know, he ended up there. He enrolled this summer. He basically had four weeks of summer conditioning. And then all of the Northwestern stuff happened with, you know, their head coach getting fired because of all the hazing allegations and whatever else. So, um, because he got fired, Northwestern players are allowed to leave that institution via the transfer portal and are going to be um, granted immediate eligibility at their next stop. So two players have entered. He was the second of two to enter. Both were actually linebackers, um, but FSU had interest in Cryer. Um, they had very serious conversations with him over the past few days, um, dating back to when he first entered the portal last Wednesday. And now he's a Seminole. He tells me that he's going to um, be in Tallahassee likely uh, this coming Friday to enroll. 
um, at Florida State, and he's going through kind of the application process right now to get a, get all the documents sent in and get everything um, finished before he can enroll. Did you scoop yourself, kind of? Is that what just all this was? Well, I just wanted to make sure that we weren't, you know, on a live podcast because I see live in the top left, and I guess you never know. It probably should have been something that was uh, vetted before we started recording. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, good job on that. Great job on that, Zach, uh, for having the exclusive and uh, having the information. It's a good time to – I know some people don't like when we pat ourselves on the back, but, like, I do want to say that Zach did a very good job with this. And if you want the the information first, you want it as accurately as can possibly, like, like that it's vetted during a crazy – the crazy recruiting process like that in general, like recruiting is just is nuts and things change all the time. But if you want the best information and the most up-to-date and most accurate information consistently on FSU recruiting coverage, Knowles247.com uh, has it and as a 75% off promo running from now until the end of the month. So basically you get an annual subscription to Knowles 24 seven for what amounts to like $2 and change a month. And, um, uh, yeah, bragging like it, it is probably the best value out there yeah i mean hundreds of fsu fans have already taken advantage of it like it's clearly a a really good deal um and it's it's something that'll lock you in for this really exciting 2023 season and all the the recruiting stuff that's going to be happening over the next few weeks and the rest of the recruiting cycle uh, on crier just to, to piggyback off of your report zach like just to add like from different sourcing like i can confirm that he is going through the application process as well the fsu was going through it with him and, and the staff like was was working on it with him so like checking the boxes here like he's saying it we anticipate that happening something that hasn't like he's not enrolled yet but like he's going through it that is the full expectation yeah. as we record this on monday morning uh, that adds a third freshman or excuse me a fourth freshman linebacker and technically technically to this class because although he is a transfer from northwestern he is a true, a freshman, true freshman yeah and there's no like eligibility penalty for transferring given what northwestern's going through with with pat fitzgerald being uh being let go and uh and yeah the off-field uh, issues that that they're going through currently so that makes it four trans four transfers four freshman linebackers for the seminoles in this class um kind of you're taking your chances with numbers and you're seeing like who's going to work out with it. Right. And and so you have Blake Nicholson, the four star from California. You have DeMarco Ward, who was already here in the spring and looks like he could be something like there's definitely something there from uh, he's from the Atlanta area. Um, you have Dylan Brown Turner from Texas was a three star from Texas. You flipped from North Texas late in the process to kind of, you had an extra scholarship to use. And as you go through this, this off season, you had at least like one more to potentially pocket and, and use. And they decided to use it on Justin Cryer, who is a, a mid-ranked three-star. Uh, what was he listed? Like 6'1", 230 pounds or so is his yeah. successful profile. Um, I watch him, Zach, and I, I see a lot of like what DJ Lundy was maybe a year ago, where like there's that downhill trigger. He hits you. It stops. He's very physical, very much a like old school linebacker. I think you're, you're banking on – him maybe shedding a little bit of weight or redistributing that weight and developing more of that sideline to sideline, like agility to become more of a complete linebacker. Like he's not a finished product. He's not a perfect product. He's not the premium athlete that I know that some people want, but he also does have good genes, right? His brother's a, a baller for Baylor uh, for hoops. Yeah. 
He's like uh, 15 so, points per game. I think yeah. he just transferred to Houston, actually. Okay, so he, but he, yeah, so there's like there are strong like athletic traits genetically, um, and and again the film like he has some really good instinct, trigger downhill, physicality, things that that you really can't. Excuse me, that's gross. I just hiccup. Uh, that you can't coach. So, uh, yeah, I'm fine with the take. It's low risk, high reward potentially. If it doesn't work out, he can still transfer out, and and it wouldn't be like a a penalty to him um, because of of what he, he gets, the free pass from Northwestern. So I like it. You add one more number there, and, and you see if that works in that freshman class. Um, what else? Where are we going now, Zach? Yeah, um, I think we can jump over to K.J. Bolden real quick. Um, I think, you know, obviously, he's got his decision date set for August 5th. We've been saying on here and on the website, on those247.com, that – we felt like Florida State's really in the thick of this recruitment um, in that top, top group. You know, not everyone's agreed with us, but I think people are starting to come around. Um, and I just wanted to to kind of touch on on the latest we're hearing with K.J. Bolden. Um, Brennan, how do you feel? I still feel good. Yeah, when we reported it two weeks ago at this point or so, um, I think we kind of went out on a limb and – and so like to be transparent with the process, like we had some information, kind of wanted to wait and see where it went. And, you know, sometimes when you're out on the limb, it can be uncomfortable when you're the one voicing it. And and to be fair, like I, part of it was like, okay, like this is going to start being discussed. I didn't want someone to discuss it in more depth and with more information that we had. Uh, but on three with Chad Simmons put out something mentioning Florida State as, as gaining some ground. Um but in that same report that he put out a couple of weeks ago, also had Auburn mentioned, which, uh, you know, still legitimate, some legitimacy there with them because he Bolden's still going to probably visit there uh, at the end of the month here in July. Um, he mentioned Alabama, he mentioned Georgia, and he mentioned Ohio State. So like every single school w- was mentioned, but Florida State being told like there's legitimacy is like is what caught people's attention. And I thought it was kind of prudent for us at that point with the information we had and not just information of like FSU feeling confident, but like cross-referencing that with what we heard elsewhere independently that kind of came to us, like more from Bolden's area, like that, that yeah, like there's like FSU is very much so in it. And so that was the impetus for like the initial reporting, right? was like, okay, it's out there kind of like softly that there's like FSU legit here. And I was like, well, if it's going to be out there, like, let's put it out there like that is actually like a, a thing. Yeah. We put it out there and and there was pushback on it. And because I don't think um, and there's pushback multiple places, multiple avenues, uh, other team sites, not even covering FSU. And that's fine. Like they're talking to their sources. And that point, I don't think the outside world looking in thought that Florida State really had a had a great chance. Um, and then as as people have had time, I think, to talk to sourcing and as people have talked to KJ himself, like the the idea that Florida State has a chance, like becomes a, a real thing. And most recently, our Georgia site talked to him and he said he was um, he already kind of had an, a mind, his mind made up. And there was some additional intel. I can't remember if it was from their report or something else, but that he was down to two schools probably in his mind. Um, so a little conflicting there. But the full belief that I have is that FSU is one of those two schools. And I thought a few weeks ago that it was FSU, Ohio State, and Georgia based on the confidence that each like individual like, party was having. 
And now I think it's FSU Georgia. And so I think that's like where I'm at with it, Zach. And, and you might be able to add to it and I'll throw some more information and context to it. But you know, my idea when we reported it about two weeks ago was that if I had to pick that day, I would pick Florida State. Well, I'm not going to put on a crystal ball for it. It might be 51% Florida State, 49% Georgia. Uh, back then it was you know a third school in there. Um, today, I, I still feel like if I had to pick and understanding there's still a lot that can happen here in the next 10 days or so, I think I would still pick Florida State. And like um, like Florida State has positioned itself. And, and regardless of what happens on August 5th, as long as he doesn't shut it down, shut it down, you still have that official visit left. And that is so huge. And obviously Georgia's a driving distance, like a short drive where he, he gets to unofficially visit there during the season. And so this may be another deal with like, regardless of what happens August 5th, it's not done, done. But I think FSU has positioned itself to, if it doesn't get the commitment from him on August 5th, you still have one more card to play. And it's a big card. And if he does commit to you, uh, you still have that card to play to play defense at that point in the driver's seat uh, against Georgia to where you still have a late season official visit. So uh, I'm saying all this, Zach, I'll throw it to you. I feel good. It's the best way I could put it. I feel like FSU has positioned itself as good as possible to get a blue chip prospect from Georgia as good as you possibly can uh, knowing that Georgia really wants them. Yeah, um, I, I agree with you. I think you covered that part extensively. I'll just mention this coming week, he plans to visit Auburn for their um, big cat weekend or whatever um, over there. So I think that'll be his last visit. I'm not buying too much stock into that because I think it's one of those deals where I guess he promised Hugh Freeze that he'd give him the last visit before he made the decision. So um I don't expect Auburn to be the choice on August 5th, but uh, but I do think they will be the last school to get him on campus. Um, Which is always like yeah. noteworthy, right? It'll like be, that is, yeah, it'll be that's interesting. That's part of the reason we have anxiety about Colorado. And, exactly. And, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, if he ends up anywhere else. I don't expect him to visit Florida State um, this coming week, but maybe Georgia or one of these other schools tries to get him on campus. Um, so we'll see. But uh, but yeah, I think uh, I agree with you, Brennan. Um, if, if if he were deciding today, I'd feel pretty good about Florida State's chances. So that that's cool. Again, a lot can happen. That is the caveat. Um, yeah. But but yeah, you're giving yourself a chance, which is which is always like again, that's pretty cool. So we will see. Um, so apologies if you hear a, like a low humming behind me. Uh, people are doing yard work across the street, and so that that's what's happening. But right before we started recording, they were like throwing. Uh, limb tree limbs into hopefully it was tree limbs into like a big tin uh, barrel. So less noise now, fortunately, just more consistent. Uh, talking about potentially like FSU uh, having like the ability to, to host people this week. Do you want to transition into what's coming up uh, in over the weekend? Yeah. So this, this coming Saturday um, FSU will host their, you know, annual end of summer recruiting event called Seminole Showcase on July 29th. Um, expe expected to have a number of prospects that FSU has interest in from, you know, the 2024 class all the way to 2026. Um, last year at this event, I mean, it was pretty star-studded. This is the event that that five-star Hakeem Williams um, was hanging out at. Um, it's kind of where re really shifted this recruitment um, and, and Hakeem Williams' recruitment to Florida State and Ultimately, you know, I think that's kind of when he indicated that he was coming to FSU, uh, but he wasn't the only talented prospect there. Um, you know, 
quarterback Luke Kermanhawk was throwing the ball. Uh, wide receivers Jeremiah Smith and jo- Jojo Trader were at the event working out. Jalen Brown, a guy that that signed with LSU, was there. Um, Lucas Simmons, Lance Hurd, Roderick Kearney, D. Lyman, Keith Sampson, Keldrick Falk, and L.J. McCray. Um, Jabril Rawls, a guy that signed with FSU in last cycle's class. Um, he was a guy that really impressed at the Seminole Showcase and kind of earned his spot um, in Tribe 23 um, due to his performance. Same goes with, with uh, Kenton Kirkland, K.J. Kirkland. Um, but yeah, this year we'll have a, a number of really talented prospects. I'll highlight five right now. Um, I think the headliner overall is uh, five-star wide receiver Jeremiah Smith, who's expected to be on campus multiple days um, surrounding the event this coming Saturday. Um, he's an Ohio State commit, obviously, um, and a guy that, that FSU absolutely wants to try and flip like pretty much any other school in the country. Um, he's a really, really talented wide receiver. I think the most talented wide receiver in the high school ranks right now, um, but a really impressive prospect and a guy that, that FSU will have gotten on campus uh, twice for multi-day unofficials in as many months. So yeah, just an impressive, time. yeah, impressive, impressive deal there. Um, That's a, you're that, setting yourself up for, you're, you're buying a lottery ticket, basically. Yeah. You're giving yourself a, a chance. Yeah. Giving yourself the best chance out of, pretty much any other school besides Ohio state to try and land that guy, um, which could be Ohio state for a while, which could be this cycle or like, even if it's a transfer down the road or something yeah. like you, you are positioning yourself long run on this one. And he's worth it. He's that good. Like he is a generational wide receiver prospect. He's a freak. So I'm a huge fan. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, I'm going to go to the trenches for my next guy. Um, three-star defensive lineman, Elias Williams, He's a guy that FSU has been evaluating for a while. Um, some question as to whether he'll be an edge or interior defensive lineman. Um, right now they're recruiting him as an edge and um, they got him on campus for their elite camp in June. They'll work him out again this weekend. I think FSU sits in a really good spot here. He's supposed to make his decision, I believe, on September 1st. Chris just caught up with him for for a ton of quotes on, on Florida State and some of the other schools involved on the website. Um, so definitely check that out. But yeah, he's the guy that FSU's kind of turned up the heat with recently, and I think he's a guy that they can maybe um, attempt to add to their class over the next month or so, um, and, and they'll get another evaluation point with him over the weekend. Um, and staying in the trenches, five-star defensive lineman in the 2025 class, Armando Blunt, um, really, really talented prospects in next year's class. He's the number two defensive lineman in the entire country for next year's cycle. Um, number four player overall and the number one prospect in the state of Florida. He attends Miami Central High School down there in South Florida, six foot three, 250 pounds. Pretty much any school in the country wants this guy. Um, but Florida State is really, has really positioned themselves well within his getting him back on campus, um, you know, one last time before the 2023 season starts is, is a big deal. Um, Let's move to the linebacker position. There's two of note, um, one in the 2024 class, Tamir Hickman Collins. He is a three-star prospect. I believe he just got his ranking. He's the number 82 linebacker in the country. Um, But FSU offered him back in the spring after going to see him in person and also getting him on campus in April. Um, Randy Shannon's kept in contact there, Ryan Bartow. He's a guy that, that, 
that'll be interesting because I think he really likes Florida State. He's out of South Carolina, six foot one, 218 pounds. Um, FSU is definitely his best offer. So we shall see if, if he, you know, wants to make a decision soon. Um, I think FSU, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, I think, I think he's a guy that, that could end up in FSU's class, but I want to, to hear some more, um, about him over the next week or so to, to kind of see if, if that's going to happen or not. But, um, another linebacker prospect that I want to note, Ethan Pritchard, four star 2025 prospect out of Stanford Seminole high school. Um, he was a guy that visited FSU back when FSU was recruiting Goldie Lawrence out of that high school, um, last cycle, the wide receiver. And he's really talented, six foot two, 200 pounds, got a bunch of big time offers and, I know FSU and Randy Shannon really like him. So, yeah, I mean, there's a number of other guys that are going to be there. Um, the list is going to keep growing and growing uh, over the next week or so. So definitely go check it out. I posted it this morning, actually, on nilson47.com. So um, definitely go check out the visitor list because that's kind of where we'll keep you guys updated on on who's expected this weekend. Very good. Nicely, like you said, yeah, like Zach said, check everything out on nilson247.com. We'll be out there grinding and, and trying to get as much information as possible from that event. And that's uh, and that'll be sandwiched in between a Charles Lester commitment on Friday, which will either be a reason to celebrate or a reason for a major meltdown. So that'll be happening. The days leading up to it will be ACC kickoff. FSU's day is going to be on Wednesday coming up this week. So like in two days from now, you're going to be hearing from Mike Norvell, from Jordan Travis, from Kalen Deloach, and from Jared Verse. So like it's right around the corner. And then the week after, so after – this weekend's recruiting event, uh, we turn our attention to preseason camp. And, like, it's here, guys. Like, it, football season is about to start. So, like, we're, we're about to get into it. Um, what else do we got in the script, Zach? Anything? That was it, yeah. Um, I, right. I think we, we touched on everything. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a big week. Um, so, like we mentioned earlier, 75% off for the, the rest of the week. Um, take advantage of this deal because it's a it's our best deal of the of the year. So, uh, yeah, excited to see you guys on Nose247.com. Appreciate you listening. Peace out.